for at least 16 years of marriage, we had not truly, (laughs) we sound so dumb, truly identified what each other's love language was. What is love? Hi friend, this is Annette. This is Jared. And welcome to our Happy Farmily podcast. We're passionate about happy, healthy relationships. And that only happens with happy, healthy people. So join us each week as we discuss the ingredients of making your own Happy Farmily. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) This is the month of love. And we are going to talk about love today. So this is Annette's favorite subject. If you want to see Annette squirm, this is the moment. Talk about love and romance and passion. (laughs) See what's happening to her. She is melting down. (laughs) No, I. This is easy. I I like it. Yeah, you like it. It's so good. She loves it. She loves this topic. (laughs) You would think she's a celibate nun, but she reacts to this topic. (laughs) All right. I love love. She loves love. Here's the thing. Today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about love languages. Rare. And if <laughs> yeah, if you're ready to laugh, please keep listening. Oh. Because this is your moment to enjoy Annette squirming. Annette squirming. Why? It, okay, Yeah, fine. why? All right, so um, we're going to talk about the love languages. I think you're going to tell the story of how we kind of came upon this mm-hmm. much later in life yeah, than yeah. is recommended. Yeah. Take it away. So we have been together for... It'll be 22 years this year, wow. which is a long time. It's a long time. I know we look exactly the same. Oh, my. But. Except for the cracks. I actually think face. we look better now. You know what I mean? Like, I think older is good. No, right. I really, I really do. But, so we've been together for almost 22 years, and we've been married almost 18. All right. Which, that's a great thing. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, so, you would think... That somewhere in that span of time, mm-hmm. years of time, however many hours or months that is, my mom likes to be like, that's this many hours and this many days, whatever. We would have like really, I guess, taken the time to sit down and chat about how do you like to be loved or how do you express love or whatever, right? Somewhere in there, I think we had heard about the love languages. Sure, we were like, and it was oh, like, nah, that. that's that's a bunch of yeah, no <laughs> malarkey. That's yeah. Ah, what is love languages? What is that? So for literally, I think it was a couple years ago, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So for at least sixteen years of marriage, we had not truly identified. <laughs> we sound so dumb. Truly identified what each other's love language was. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah, that's what we had not figured out. So Jared was pastoring our local church. He did that for about three years. Mm -hmm. And you had to do some counseling, right? Yeah. For like people that were getting married. Not counseling, like premarital kind of like chatting it it up. Counseling, like, yeah. Chatting it up. Chatting it up. And you had to learn about this. I did. What did you think? There's a lot to it. And yeah, they like took some classes and like Jared actually took classes and yeah. And so it wasn't like he was just had a number of couples that I would I would I like the word coaching better than counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah, that sounds good. 
Um, yeah, boy, I could go down some of those rabbit holes. Maybe we'll do that later. So basically, he Jared comes up to me one day with a stack of papers. Yeah. Right? It was a stack. I think so. And he was like, hey, we're going to take this test. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Kryptonite. He's like, well, it's the one I'm doing with one of the couples, and it's got some good questions and thoughts. And I'm like, okay, here we go. All right, let's sit down and talk about this. So we took a love languages test. So I can I jump in? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Annette, look, I'm going to ask you yours first. Just answer these questions. Did you think you knew what my love language was before? I mean, as we said in a recent conference, we're just winging it. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Yeah, maybe as we get into this more, I could think more about that question. Okay. So I start to ask you these questions. Yeah. And I had not taken the assessment yet. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what mine is. So I start to ask Annette, like, okay, what are your thoughts on this? Like, so there's this online assessment. I think it's free. So we should yeah. probably link to it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about this? Well, how would you answer this? How would you answer this? And so about 10 questions in, I don't know if it's a 50-question thing or whatever. It was we a lot. Talking. It was lengthy. There's different versions of it, I'm sure, out yeah. there. This was a fairly thorough, extensive one, I guess. Yeah, so I'm basically asking her these questions. And after about 10 questions, I'm like, well, this is strange. That's exactly how I would have answered that question. <laughs> so I keep going. And then I'm starting to get like alarmed. I'm like, that's exactly how I would have answered that question. I'm like, wait a second, am I asking her the right questions or am I taking this right now? Is how what is happening? And I'm so confused. <laughs> so uh, we keep going through this and we get to the end and it's now tabulating the results. And I'm like, Annette, this is so strange. Like, anyway, you'll see when the results come. So spinning wheel of death, and the phone pops up and says, Your langu- love language is. And we'll come to that in a minute. Okay. But here's the crazy thing. (laughs) I was like, this is my love language too. Here's what's funny. Jared and I, I feel like in a lot of things are different, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Like if someone were to say like, are you and Jared similar or different or the opposites attract? I wouldn't say we're like opposites that attracted. But I wouldn't think, I don't think we're the same on a lot of things. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> and we took this test. And, and it's like lockstep, the exact same. It was then like, I'm like, you are tweenies. Tweenies. <laughs> You're the same. I was like, wait a second. What? What's happening right now? So I'm like talking to you now. I'm like, okay, now, so as you answered the questions, I was also mentally keeping track. But the fact that we were so close, I'm a little perplexed because this summary of what your love language is, is my love language. <laughs> Do you want to share what that love language yes. is? Yes. You ready? Do you want to do a drum roll? It's just more fun. And when I do drum rolls, it sounds like a, a weird cat. A purring cat. A purring cat. cat. Go. Do you want me to do the drum yes. roll? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a drum roll. <laughs> Please just okay, say the answer. Here we go. Both of our love languages came out, according to the test, to be acts of service. So I began dying laughing because I'm like, oh, Annette, this is, let me explain. Let me interpret this since I'm now the expert. We actually just want a servant. <laughs> a full-time helper. We just want a full-time employee to do things for us. That's what we're And right now for. we're married to each other, yeah. hoping the other so I'll give you examples of what I would like my full-time employee that I live with to do for me. Uh-huh. Um, maintain the garden, take out the trash, um, do things outside, 
uh, what well, I don't know. What are all those things that I, I feel like you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And yours were like someone to cook for me, <laughs> right? Someone to do my laundry, someone to maintain my stuff. We're like we we, we were are... like hold on. We were like, does this is this mean we really like each other, <laughs> yeah. or is it that we just like the fact exactly. that we do things for each other, so right. then we can live more comfortably? <laughs> Literally, and so we're like, oh dear, is this a marital crisis? What's happening right now? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It says, um, uh, let me read through all five of them. Okay. So that we can, because I think there's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's where we're at. We're basically like, mm, nope, nope, nope. Just need some help around just, here. <laughs> just need someone to help me. Show can me you, you love please, me. Can you trash. please go pull the weeds out of that garden bed, please? <laughs> I need this in my life. I need to feel loved. All right. What are the love languages? Okay. Number one, words of affirmation. I think there's a place for that. We can talk more about these, but I think there is definitely a place for words of affirmation. Number two, acts of service. Number three, receiving gifts. Number four, quality time. Number five, physical touch. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I'm reading them. And it, it's we sound funny because... Because we're they, weird. They, no, I mean, they all have a place. Sure, but here's Annette's place. Hey, babe, <laughs> you look beautiful. Oh, that's nice. Can you go get that thing for me? <laughs> hey, beautiful, I got you this gift. And I'm so excited for you. Oh, that's nice. Did you get the trash? <laughs> um, hey, do you want to spend some time together? Like, I thought about taking you out. Uh, yeah, but can you pull the weeds in the garden first? <laughs> and, hey, baby, ready for some physical touch? Uh, gross, stop touching me. Can you please go help the chicken coop get clean? It is filthy dirty. <laughs> There's a net. There's our five love languages. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we break them down. They we're just probably, somehow come back to acts of service every single time. <laughs> we're probably the worst example to talk about this. Yeah. But but here's the thing. We did put together some data on it to maybe help because we are all different. Yeah, and something and, like... And that's what makes the world go round, honestly. Maybe in most relationships your love languages are different. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're the same. If you don't know, maybe you should find out. <laughs> Yeah, well, and honestly, yeah, you definitely should find out. I think for us, we were starting to be like, okay, is this the way I receive love? Yeah. And is that different than how you like to give love? And I think there's some now discussion yeah, I on that. Think, and I think we might be a little different on that. Yeah. Um, Possibly. But yeah, so those are the five. And I think, so they were developed, there was a man named Gary Chapman who was a counselor relationship, and he developed these. So this has not been around forever. So it's not like hundreds of years ago, people were sitting down, baby, let's talk about the love languages. <laughs> like, love doctor. Like, yeah, like doctor it wasn't, love. yeah. So obviously I, I think a key thing here is just that you should be communicating sure. with the person you are with, right? And we'll talk more in detail about that. But how do you think you identify those love languages? Oh, we can now identify with the love languages? I identify no, as... No, 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 not that you... Oh, <laughs> oh identify that, as... I, I identify as an act of service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I do. Yeah. yeah. How do we identify And I think them? I actually feel like I want other people to do acts of service for me too. That is, yeah, that is how it works. <laughs> if you I want to show love to Annette, don't buy her anything. <laughs> just, don't ask her to hang out. Just... Just don't work for her on the farm. <laughs> let the... her just be in love with you. <laughs> You're the worst. All right. Okay. We do go. have some good notes here okay. about identifying mm. you and your partner's love language. Yes. Number one, self-reflection. How do I think I like to be loved? 
And I think you should run through those things as the best case of all of them. Yeah. Someone calls me, writes me a letter, sends me an email or text, tells me how amazing, awesome, loving, great a dad, great a mom, whatever the thing may be, how do I feel? One to ten. Okay, mark that down. Yeah. Someone comes and does this huge favor for me. How do I feel? Uh, someone gives me one of the nicest gifts I've ever got. How do I feel? Mm-hmm. Someone says, hey, I want to spend some time with you. We're going to do da-da-da-da-da. And five, physical touch. That could be hugs and all these, all the things that fit under physical touch. Yeah. You've got to really figure out yeah, like how, what, what of those it? brings you the most happiness sure. and joy if they were all to happen in the same day. Mm. And then I think that starts to land. Okay, the next one, observation. Observe your partner's behaviors and reactions in different situations. I think that's a big one. Yeah, oh yeah. Right, like you can tell, like for example, we were talking about this with Jared. We I think it was our family talking about this other day, and Jared said, Annette doesn't like to be surprised. And I was like, well, I mean, not like true, true. I do like surprises. But what I was going to say on observation for that is if you're like, hey, Annette, I did this for you. Surprise. And I'm like, oh, yay. And it's like my reaction's not. Then you probably know like, mm, not her favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But that would never be your reaction. No, what is mine? You did what? <laughs> Thank you for doing another no. chore. <laughs> Uh, all right, another one, communication. Have open, honest communication. That's a really I feel like that one's thing. probably it's kind of given. most important, yes. This one then says, take the five love languages quiz. That's a good idea. We'll link to that. Pay attention to when someone's complaining or what they're requesting. That's communication, though. So, I mean, like, actually listen. Because I think sometimes it's like, that's not what I said. Please listen to what I'm saying I actually need or want. What did you say? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the next one is... You re- just did that the other day, too. I said something. You were <laughs> you like, I'm sorry, it. what? Recall past gestures. So I think that's hmm. that's not just in the fantasy world of, okay, these five things happen, which do I like best? But which five things of these have happened and which did I like best? So taking real scenarios, right? That mm-hmm. time I got this gift. That time I... Yeah. Uh, explore these together. And then, yeah, come out of the gate and ask Just directly. ask. But I think, I think that's the thing. A lot of times in relationships or even in like a friendship, you, you don't want to just ask like, hey, what, what is it you need or what is it mm-hmm. you want? Because it feels weird sometimes to just ask. I think asking is a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm bad about that. I feel like sometimes I'm dancing around versus just like being direct and saying, hey, this. Okay, so let's go through the love languages and how to put them in action. So I'm going to say words of affirmation, how to communicate them. If you give compliments, people like compliments. I think you can't go bad with words of affirmation in life towards people, especially in a relationship. But I guess some people like really need it as their thing, right? And I'd be curious of <clears throat> how often love languages change through life. I'm sure. one thing and then it's another thing. Or circumstances. So, for example, I'll give you an idea. I think when you're younger, words of affirmation is probably more of a thing. Why are you, why are you laughing? No, I'm not laughing. I'm just thinking about Ava because, like, like, literally, I like to tell this girl how amazing our and daughter. awesome our daughter and how much I love <laughs> her. Till now, when I, like, come up and I grab and give her a big hug, she goes, Dad, I already know what you're going to say. You love me. Can you let me go now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, I blew it with this love language. You've overdone it. I'm going to have to reverse and be like, listen here, you little. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like what I meant about younger is when you're, let's say, a teenager or I think in your 20s or you're not maybe sure about yourself or you're insecure, at least for females, I think that's more of a time where you're a little more like, I don't know, words of affirmation are probably higher on the list from someone that you love or care about because then you feel maybe more, you know, good. So I think this is a huge one for friends. Yeah. Like, and, you know, in the world of social media where it's literally crack cocaine, mm-hmm. we got to do totally do an episode on that, all the science coming out. But basically, especially for teenage girls, mm-hmm. so that's what I was thinking of this. How many girls, and I think this is most important for girls, have other girls that tell them, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're awesome. One, that they mean it and yeah. it's not a jealousy thing. There's a lot of that. So I'll go to the next words, one. I'll say words of affirmation, just leaving a note. For someone, like an unexpected note or card or something. that's That means a lot. Even if that's not your love language. It goes a long way. I think every once in a while it goes a long way to say, hey, I care about you. I put it down on paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Acts of service. Verbally offer your help so they know you're there for them. Uh, if it's with a net, sign a W-9. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. terrible. Uh, includes actions like thoughtful gestures, helping with chores, alleviating their workload. Weeding the garden so bed. So much joke material here. <laughs> Um, oh, things to avoid. Confession mm. time. Procrastinating mm. on the help you offer and yeah. lacking follow Oh, let's read that one again. Do not do that. If do you are married to someone. Do not say you're going to do something and then not do it because you're counting on it. But that's true. Do not let your wife get on Pinterest either. No. Then the list will get longer. Everyone was laughing saying last week's episode, I was talking about how Pinterest is a bit much because it gives you too many ideas. And you said Pinterest is the devil. I had people messaging me. Oh, yes, Jared is right. I'm like, oh, boy, of course. Preach it. All right, go to the next <laughs> of course. one. Uh, receiving gifts. This is another one. I mean, they're all good. They, they all are good. Is this my love language? No. Yours? No. Definitely not receiving gifts. I've realized- Can I tell you something? <laughs> Again, we've been together for 20 plus years. Jared does not like gifts. Do you know how hard that is? Because sometimes you want to get someone a gift. And him and I are not big, we're not big gifty people. Like we don't do gifts at Christmas to for each other, right? We've not for a long time done things like that. Because it's like, first of all, we have what we need. I would rather put money towards a chicken. So <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so sometimes though, I want Jared to have the love language of wanting gifts a little bit. And I know your family really wants you to have the love language because Jared's family, I think, is big on the gift-giving love languages, right, in general. And that's not a bad thing. That's just how it is. So this is how it goes. Every, I can, without fail, I could put money. I'm not like a betting type, but I could put money on this. If you buy something for Jared, especially in the form of art, uh, clothing, an article of clothing, whether that be shoe, pant, shirt, socks, he will not like it. Not only does he not like it, it's like he goes through this thing. I literally told him to not get me stuff. He does it to me too. I literally got him pants for his birthday this last year. I don't know why. Why don't I learn my lesson? But I was like, these look cool. No, return them. Gets a new jacket, returns it. I don't need a new jacket. I don't want new. He has undershirts that are still from college with a few holes in them. One looks like the solar system. I take that as bragging One, right. one 
got bleach, got a little bleach. on it at Just some point. It looks like the stars and the solar system still has it. Yeah. Proud of it. I don't need new undershirts. I'm like, can I just please get you some new undershirts? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want any. So find out what your person's thing is. And if it's giving gifts, good for you. Give those gifts. But if it's not their love language, don't try to force it on them as we have for 20 plus (laughs) years. I'm the worst. I don't know why. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. What are some... Okay, go through some of the practical things there, though. Give tangible symbols of affection so actual things that they can tangibly receive that are meaningful i think that's where you have to listen to what your like significant other is actually saying oh i want this or i need this take note like make a note on your phone like let's say you're out somewhere and they say like oh i've been really wanting that or it doesn't have to be like a gift of something they want it can be something they actually maybe need um where you've gotten me sometimes things i actually needed and it's nice. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. No, stop. Paper towels. I think it's not like the worst. We're the worst. But things like listen and be in tune to what that person needs because then it can be um, just that much more special and, and meaningful, you know, and it doesn't have to be gifts. Um, it can also be like complimenting someone or giving them like, like you can, you can clump some of them together, okay. I think. All right. Let's go to the next one. Quality time. Uninterrupted, deeper conversations. Oh, that sounds... Mm. Focused one-on-one time. Mm. This is like a hate language for Annette. Mm. This is hate speech for Annette. Mm. Spend quality time together. Engage in meaningful conversations. Create shared experiences with uh, things to avoid. Distractions. Your phone, your phone, your phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lack of effort. Long stints without doing something special and meaningful. So we were talking to a few couples yesterday um, about... Different thoughts on what maybe can you can gauge a happy marriage based on what they say. And, and someone said you can know if someone has a happy marriage based on how much time they have communicating per week. Yeah, right. If they spend at least two hours a week communicating. I don't really know how to gauge that. I guess you just assume quality like, time. You talk in the morning, some you talk in the evening, some that's probably about two hours a week, things like that. Um, that's probably normal in most relationships. You catch up in the morning, catch up in the evening, things throughout the day. I mean, I think life happens a lot of times. Uh, I think for me, I, I'm i not one that I need like undivided one-on-one like to have this deep, deep conversation. That's not me. But some really do need that. Sure. And I've known some relationships where um, like it needs to be very intentional, very undivided attention. We have to sit and talk and do something for extended periods of time. And if the other person's not used to that, that might take a bit of like, right, adjusting Mm -hmm. and all that. But you have to talk it out because if it really means a lot to that person and they really need that, um, I think you should oblige that, you know, if it's something that's feasible or whatnot. If that's their love language and that's what they need, don't knock it if it's not yours. I think that's a big thing, right? You're not going to have the same ones a lot of times, and so you have to be respectful and and want to, yeah. And yeah. time and time is a big one is is a big one, and obviously in any relationship you have to spend time together. So mm-hmm. physical touch is the last one. So it says use body language and touch to show affection and ask them like what you know what that means to them. I think for us, Jared and I are also bad about this. I, we've never been ones to be super like lovey in public or. Uh, what's the term for that? Like PDA? PDA. Public, just 
display of affection. We're not that. I, my mom has actually been like, at times, you know, do you, you guys doing okay? Are you okay? You guys do you okay? like each other? Yeah. I think just because we're not super. She thinks we don't communicate or anything. I think she's, she's worried. My, my she's praying. Yeah, but that is a big one. Physical touch is a big one, and there's lots of levels of that. Obviously, there's like super intimate levels, but for a lot of people, it's just literally physical touch, hugging, holding hands, just showing affection. And I think in a way we do that with our kids. Like I, I just feel like with my daughter, I'm always showing her physical touch. It's very important. Right? Yeah. So it's like maybe for us it is important too. As you get older, not you know, we get more whatever. Mm-hmm. It's important too. Totally. Um, I think there's like all the science behind just hugging someone, what it does to your endorphins and all those, you know, happy chemicals that go on in your brain if you get hugged so many times during a day. Um, so that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, brain, they say brain development in kids. Like yeah, it's, it's saying, deal. you know, neglecting physical touches is not good. So talk about it. Um, I think when you think of the benefits of of doing these love languages or talking about them or whatnot, yeah, like what's the benefit? I mean, you have, I think you are bound to have increased relationship satisfaction. You'll have a happier relationship. So maybe you didn't know, like us, we didn't know about our love language before. I think we've been a little more intentional since we know a little more about how we we. Do things. I think we've been a little more intentional on we've, some of those we've things. We've presented our to do list. We've presented here is you. my here's my list for this me? week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it it does. You have to have a better. I'm sure it has to help. Yeah. It can't not help. <clears throat> I think it's going to not help if you don't take the advice and you don't like follow it or try to actually, um, you know, do the love language. Yeah. Otherwise, you're applies. literally. I mean, I just I love that the way it's described as a language. Because when you you when you're being loved as you want to be loved, and I think even you're loving how you like to show love, and those are being felt. Like the mar- the marriage or relationship is so much more joyful, so much more yeah. happy. All is well uh, when you, when it's like you feel like they get me. Yeah, and again, it's not just about like what your love language is, but it's how you know maybe the way you express your love is different than how you like your love language. So yeah. that's something too to talk about. Like, hey, this is yours, but how do you actually like to, <clears throat> you know, how you express love is different. Yeah, I don't know, absolutely. I feel like we're all, um, I think the long-term success of a relationship, it, you know, can be determined by that. It's like you you have a, it stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your relationship can stand the test of time if you know a little more about each other. And honestly, in the world today, um, relationships are hard. And yeah. we see it all around us. Um, marriage is hard. Marriages don't last Uh and it's it takes work. It's not saying any of this is easy. It's not saying that it you know it takes commitment and it takes takes work. So mm-hmm. why not I guess dig a little deeper and learn some of these things about yourself and each other so you don't have to. So maybe it doesn't have to be so much work mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, no, it's good. I don't know. It's good. So yeah, I think we <clears throat> we've joked about it. But it also is pretty important if you know, like, you know what? If I'm going to spend $200 on a gift or go do that thing that I know she really wants to get done and knowing what you'd care about more. Like like maybe you want to give the gift, but maybe you realize that's not what for me is going to be the... Right. So it shouldn't be about you. I think that's what we do sometimes. It's like like me What's getting easier? you the pants 
Yeah. But like, I wanted to get you pants because I don't know why. I, mean, I don't wear pants. I mean, <laughs> Any time. Yeah, I'm yeah, naked I mean, on the farm. Jared's got a commando down here. Um, <laughs> We're going to edit that part out of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's not about us. It should be about yeah. it should be about the other person. And honestly, then it comes always comes down to in relationships about being selfless and not being selfish and thinking about ourselves and trying to think about the other person. And that's hard. Yeah, well, and I think some of these take more time. Obviously, quality time, sure. acts of service. Others, it's like, well, I can just let them know I care for them, write them a note. Or, mm-hmm. So it's like, boy, if you have someone who needs to be loved with more time, you got to be intentional about yeah. it. Yeah. So next week, <clears throat> we're going to talk about a little more on how to keep love alive. <laughs> So if you thought today was tough for Annette, wait till next week. How to keep the passion alive in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I'll be gifting Annette kryptonite for that episode. <laughs> Let's watch her You make me sound like this weird person. I just think sometimes it's, I don't know. It's fine. It's good. I actually like. She's talking herself into it. I'm pepping. I'm pep talking. She's like, I'll show up next week. I promise. I'll show up. <laughs> I'll show up. I'd rather be with my chickens. I'd rather be with my chickens. <laughs> no. Um. I like being able to talk about certain things because I think we are all different and sometimes not all conversations are easy, so it's okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm going to say something that almost got me in trouble. I went to this thing Ooh, that Annette is going to. Oh, boy, this week, next wow. week. Wow, yeah. And somebody asked me the question, tell me about your marriage. Is it good, bad? Where would you rank it? And I was like, um, I'd probably say a 10. And literally multiple people look at me like, he didn't understand the question. <laughs> you didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> yeah. How would you rank on a one to 10 your marriage? I'm like, oh yeah, it's a 10. I think my wife would say it's a 10. And, and this guy stops me. He's like, I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone say that. And I can tell like he's totally skeptical. Like, I don't know. But I'm like, and now it's awkward for me because I'm like, no, it's a 10. Next question. Give me another one. <laughs> but I realize that's not everyone's story. Yeah. And I hope that the little thing we're doing here will help push you up that scale to a 10. Well, encourage and just give you thoughts and advice. I think sometimes I become a little weird because I'm not big on the whole talking and sometimes I think, I don't need to talk about it. I'm good. Like, hey, I love you and we're... So sometimes I think talking about certain things, it's like, why? Why do we have to talk about it? But again, we're all different and it's good. So we're going to talk about some of the fun subjects and some of the hard subjects. All right. It is all good. Thank you for listening. (laughs) We will be back next week. Look at the show notes for all the info and links. And thank you for being a part. We'll be back. 